What's up, guys? In this podcast, I'm going to get into mock draft number two. I'm going to do so in a 12-team league. It's going to be full PPR. And um, I'm going to change up a variable that I didn't – I'm going to do something different than I did last time, which was last time I went running back, running back, running back with the first three picks, right? So I'm going to do one thing differently this time in that regard. And we don't exactly know what that will be just yet. I'm just going to kind of go as the board takes me, but I'm going to try and keep it um, – that way we can learn as much as possible from this mock draft. I think that doing one mock draft a week is a good way to really learn and, and kind of um, get a better feel for how the draft is going to really unfold on that particular day. So I am in the, let's see, six hole, and I'm on the clock right now. So the, let me just tell you who went ahead of me. Christian McCaffrey went 1-1. Dalvin Cook went second. Saquon Barkley third. Nick Chubb went fourth. And then Alvin Kamara went Fifth. So I have my choice between Derrick Henry and Jonathan Taylor. And that's basically, I think, to me, that's really what this decision is going to come down to. And I think for, and again, this is a full PPR league. So not that Jonathan Taylor is going to catch 80 passes like Christian McCaffrey or Alvin Kamara. But I think just from my preference, I kind of prefer Jonathan Taylor at this spot. I don't know. That's tough, right? But yeah, man, that... Here's the thing with Jonathan Taylor, guys. People are going to say, what about Marlon Mack? What about, you know, uh, Naeem Hines or whatever? Naeem Hines was there last year, and he caught a bunch of passes. No doubt about it. Jonathan Taylor is going to carry the ball. So no matter how you like – no matter what you think he'll do as a receiver, right, we do know that he's going to carry the ball at least 15 to 17 times per game. I think that – and by the way – He's going to do so behind an elite offensive line, especially with the addition of uh, Eric Fisher that really just puts them right back into maybe the best unit in football in that regard. Then you have to ask yourself this, because we know Derrick Henry is going to also catch, I mean, I'm sorry, is going to also run the hell out of the ball 15 to 17 times at an absolute minimum every game, probably even more. Here's what you have to ask yourself. Who's going to catch more passes? Who's in a better situation? I think that there are a couple of unknowns with Derrick Henry compared to what we've been used to with Derrick Henry without Arthur Smith, without um, Corey Davis. And I know that Julio's an upgrade there, but they're also without Johnny Smith. So that to me is just a little bit of a, uh, enough of a, it, uh, ugh, enough of a question mark there to where I'm going to go Jonathan Taylor. I could definitely regret this, but I'm just, I just feel more comfortable with this overall situation. I think he's going to catch some passes, maybe one and a half to two and a half per game in that in terms of on average. And I think that it'll be more than Derrick Henry. I think Henry will have more carries than Jonathan Taylor. But I just I really I, I trust the fresh legs of Jonathan Taylor in that situation a little tiny bit more than I trust Derrick Henry. So we're going JT at the pick one six. Now I'm coming back around. OK, I'm on the clock again. So after me believe it or not, went Tyreek Hill and then Derrick Henry and then Devontae Adams and then Ezekiel Elliott and then Aaron Jones, Travis Kelsey, Stephon Diggs went at the top of the second round. Joe Mixon went right behind him. Wow. So that's ahead of Cam Akers, by the way. So Cam Akers went in the 2-3. DK Metcalf went 2-4. DeAndre Hopkins went 2-5. J.K. Dobbins, damn, right in front of me. Last time I got sniped from uh, I wanted to get Cam Akers in the second round, he went 
right in front of me this time, I would have taken, I, I would have definitely considered J.K. Dobbins here. But okay, I'm, I'm on the clock in a full PPR league, and somehow in the middle of the second round, to the, at the two seven, a guy named Austin Eckler is still on the board. I just don't know if I can pass up on Austin Eckler. Like that's almost too good to be true. I mean, this guy's supposed to go, I believe, late one, early two, right? Tip. That's generally where he's going. Let's see who else is available that I would consider. Um, DeAndre Swift, nah, not for me, not this high. Najee Harris, which is definitely something I would consider at this point in the draft. Antonio Gibson is somebody I'm really hoping to get with my second round pick whenever the real day comes. So he's available, and, and that's very interesting to me. But but how could you take him over Austin Eckler? I mean, and, and remember, this is full PPR, right? So you've got my running back combination could potentially be Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler, you know, with the first two picks here. So that's interesting. Let's take a look at the receivers and see who's available. AJ Brown is at the top of sleepers. Um, I guess big board here in terms of wide receivers available. Justin Jefferson's the, the second guy in that list. Calvin Ridley's third. Michael Thomas is fourth. So here's the thing. I know that some of these receivers are going to fall and be available for me in round three. I'm actually low key hoping that the, it forces me to take Allen Robinson at that point, because likely I'm not going to go running back, running back, running back. So I, I am going to, like I said, just change one variable to kind of see how things affect in terms of that. And I'm going to make the Austin Eckler the pick here. I think that it's just the right move. I don't, I don't think that he'll be here. If he's here at the two seven for me in my real draft with you guys with $150 league, I will be absolutely stoked, but he's, um, I don't think that'll be the case, but he is here now. So I'm going to go ahead and take him. Let me take a sip of water and then we'll move on to the third round pick. Okay. So third round, let me just tell you who went after Austin Eckler. AJ Brown went very next pick. Patrick Mahomes went at the two nine. Goodness gracious. Justin Jefferson is gone at the two ten. Josh Jacobs went to 11. DeAndre Swift went to 12. George Kittle went at 3-1, the very top of the third round. Okay, so they go tight end there. I, have I even seen Travis Kelsey? I don't think Travis – okay, yeah, no, Travis Kelsey went at the end, last pick of the first round. So I was about to say, what the hell. Um, okay, so 3-2 went Calvin Ridley, 3-3 Miles Sanders, Michael Thomas went next, and then Antonio Gibson went right in front of me. If I – I might have had to just take Antonio Gibson if he was there. So it's actually a good thing that he's not there because I did want to change up, you know, the uh, – oh, my God. Najee Harris is still available. That is wild, okay? I'm not, I'm not going to take him simply because I have to do what I said and change up the thing here. But in if this were real life in, in my final draft, I would definitely take Najee Harris. I mean, well, Clyde Ebersley-Lair is still available too. So, all right, I'm going to get away from that. Okay, we got to change it up. And let's take a look at the receivers available now. Keenan Allen is someone I'm definitely looking hard at. But I, I'm one of those people that's weird, right? I have Austin Eckler on my team. I'm not so sure I want to be that invested into any one particular offense that's probably not the Kansas City Chiefs, right? So I'm not sure I'm going to go Keenan Allen and see what other receivers excuse me, are available. Julio Jones is the sleeper's next one up, I guess. Allen Robinson is the guy I'm likely going to pick here, guys. I just think that Allen Robinson, to me, the, the Justin Fields to Allen Robinson combination is going to be a thing of beauty. I think that Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet, David Montgomery, those guys are going to have a bigger role in the offense. I think that'll open ultimately open things up more so for Allen Robinson, even if he goes through a little bit of a, a kind of a lull in targets when teams are just trying to force other guys to beat them. But I think ultimately this Bears offense is talented enough, and those guys, young guys, I believe will take that next step and to kind of 
keep defenses honest a little bit at least. And I think that will definitely help Allen Robinson's case. So at the 3-6, let's take a look at tight ends to see what else. Okay, so Darren Waller's available here. And that's, to me, it's not an awful pick, right? I mean, he's he's definitely the number one pass-catching target on his team, right? So that's, you know, and his team, again, if you want to look at game flow and try to convince yourself to take Darren Waller here, Derek Carr and company, they don't have a great defense, right? So they're probably going to be in situations where game flow favors their pass catchers there, which is another reason why you should look really long and hard at Henry Ruggs because it'll be likely a pretty cheap price. But, guys, I think I'm just going to go with Allen Robinson here, and it's very tough for me to take him over Keenan Allen. If I was to rank these guys right now, if I was to give you my top receivers, I probably would have Keenan Allen just a little bit ahead of Allen Robinson, but I'm I'm not even – you know, it's so close that, like I said, since I already have Austin Eckler, I'm going to just go with Allen Robbins here at the 3-6, and we'll move right on to that fourth round. So after Allen Robinson went Najee Harris, of course, right, which is definitely um, reasonable or a good pick in my opinion, great pick in terms of value. Then it went Josh Allen. Then it went Darren Waller, who I was considering. Then it went Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, Clyde edwards Lair. so we're not going to hit the gold mine there with him in the fourth round. Chris Godwin went at the 4-1. Amari Cooper went 4-2. Julio Jones, Chris Carson. Damn, if, I, if, if he would have fell – I would have been very happy. Now, get this. Adam Thielen goes 4-5, and guess who at the 4-6? Russell Wilson. Incredible that he would go that early. Okay, so my team so far, just to recap, as I'm on the clock here, is Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler, my two running backs, and then Allen Robinson. I'm actually really liking how this is starting so far. So now I'm on the clock, as I mentioned. So let's see here. Um, okay. So at this point, there is – let me just tell you the running backs available. Oh, my God. I think my decision's already made here. But I'm not even going to mention that guy because you guys are going to know that I'm going to take him. So I'm going to talk about some other guys available. Let's look at the wide receivers. Terry McLaurin is available here. And at the 4-7, I'm not opposed to taking Terry McLaurin right here. I think that he could really have a great season with, with Fitzmagic there and the, the presence of Curtis Samuel and Adam Humphreys and the probably – Logan Thomas is probably ready to take that next step. That's all going to bode well for him, ultimately, in my opinion. So Terry McLaurin would not be bad value in the middle of the fourth round. Cooper Cup's available. DJ Moore, Robert Woods. Wow, Sleeper has Cooper Cup over Robert Woods, and that's, to me, very interesting. Kenny Galladay still available. I think I might be able to get lucky enough to snag Kenny Galladay in the next round. So great GMs. They know when they – can wait to take a guy right and and that's crucial like if you i wouldn't play with that's kind of like playing with fire to an extent because i wouldn't do that with like a franchise quarterback right you know and, and even though dave gettleman did that we're, we're still not sure if daniel jones is that guy but dave gettleman stayed put at six instead of trading up to get daniel jones and that to me was so, somewhat risky the patriots did that this year with mac jones but um, in the Patriots case, I think that sitting at 15, that made them, they were perfectly content not getting Mac Jones at that spot. But anyways, back to the issue at hand here. I, I do believe I can get Kenny Galladay in the fifth round. So I'm not going to take him in the fourth, right? And I'm going to look at the running back room, what's going on there. David Montgomery is still available, guys. At the middle of the fourth round, David Montgomery is literally sitting there looking at me like I'm crazy and looking at everybody else like they're crazy for passing on him. So I'm going David Montgomery, but let me just tell you what the other running backs are uh, just to see. So you've got – this is so weird. Sleeper has Travis Etienne as the next guy showing up. 
And then the very next guy showing up in terms of their big board is James Robinson. So both of those guys sitting there at the four seven. Um, no thanks. I'll do respect. I love James Robinson. I I told you guys before most that he was a good player, and he ended up having a great year last year. But I can't take either one of those guys in the fourth round with a new regime. You know, you never quite know what to expect. Could it be a Chris Carson, Rashad Penny situation, or could it be the Mark Ingram, Melvin Kamara situation? All that stuff is too questionable for me to use a fourth round pick on either one of those guys. Kareem Hunt, no thank you. Miles Gaskin, Melvin Gordon, Leonard Fournette, no, no, no. So yeah, it's gonna be um, it's gonna be David Montgomery. So let's take a quick look real fast at the at the tight ends that are available, just to kind of get an idea for the depth of the position. We got Kyle Pitts, Mark Andrews, T.J. Hawkinson, Noah Fant, Mike Kosicki, yeah, yeah. So not a ton of the top guys left, but T.J. Hawkinson still being available is definitely interesting to me, and because uh, this is right around where he would be going at. A quarterback, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray, Justin Herbert, Aaron Rodgers, all still available. So that's good news there. And, um, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and take David Montgomery here, guys. I think that's the right move. I think that Montgomery is a guy that I said, um, I saw in his ADP the other day, or what was it, yesterday, two days ago, that he was going at the late three, right? So for me to get him in the middle of the fourth round, and by the way, in the late third round, I think is phenomenal value for him in that regard. So getting him in the middle of the fourth, the latter part of the fourth, really the back end of the uh, first half, the back half of the fourth round, to me is pretty good value. So I'm happy. I'm very happy with that selection. So now my team, just to review again, is Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler, David Montgomery. Those are my trio of running backs. And then at receiver right now, I've got Keenan, I'm sorry, I got uh, Allen Robinson. So I'm pretty happy with the way things are going right now. And after David Montgomery went Terry McLaurin, James Robinson, Kyle Pitts, Kyler Murray, Robert Woods. No. Okay, I was low-key hoping to get him, but Kenny Galladay's still there so far. Lamar Jackson, Travis Etienne, Cooper Cup, DJ Moore, Mark Andrews, and I believe that means, let me check, Kenny Galladay is still available. So get this, guys. Kenny Galladay in Sleeper's algorithm, I don't know if this is their big board or whatever you call it, but in this algorithm, Kenny Galladay is one spot behind Jamar Chase as the 55th best player, I guess, I think that's how they do it. So that is pretty interesting to me on the, let's look at the running backs and what's available now in the fifth round, middle of the fifth round running back wise, we've got Kareem Hunt still there. Not, you know, I like Kareem, but go ahead and stay there as far as I'm concerned, especially with me in my situation right now, I've got three running backs already. So I don't need to, I don't need to, you know, try and push for that fourth guy just yet, especially considering what's available at receiver. Um, Miles Gaskin, Melvin Gordon, Leonard Fournette. Yes. Yeah, so that's just not Javante Williams is there too. That, that one slightly has me interested, but I think he might even be there in round six guys. I think there's a good, so I called it with Kenny Galladay. I said, Hey, I think we can wait and get Galladay in round, in round five. And we were able to do that. So that's what we're going to do. But now I'm saying maybe we can wait and get Javante Williams in, in round six. And that might be something I actually have to do because even though he'll be my fourth running back, look, the, the fact of the matter is guys get injured in NFL football. That's just the reality of it, right? You may not want, like, you may just want to say, you know, this is our lineup and this is how it's going to be from week one to week 17 or 18, whatever it is. That's not the case. You know, guys are going to get hurt, so you need extra players. But right now, I'm going to go Kenny Galladay because I love the combination of him and Allen Robinson along with my three-headed monster of running back. So, yeah, Kenny Galladay is the guy at tight end. There still is TJ Hawkinson, Noah Fant, Mike Kosicki, 
you know, or this. And Logan Thomas is still available, so that's good news. We can probably get one of the guys we like there. And remember, I'm really a big fan of taking tight end in the sixth round or later, preferably later, and then taking a second guy in the double-digit round because the chances are one of those double-digit tight ends is going to end up in the top five to seven tight ends when it's all said and done in terms of scoring points, and that's what it's all about. It's not about name value. You know, it's not about reading big names and saying, look at this team, and you say all these names that everybody knows. It's about scoring points at the end of the day. So we're not worried about that kind of stuff. Okay. And, okay, so after I took Kenny Galladay, it went Tyler Lockett, Jamar Chase, C.D. Lamb, Kareem Hunt, Devontae Smith in the fifth round. Oh, my God, it's a 5'11", but still. Um, and then Dak Prescott went to 5'12". Top of the sixth round, Juju Smith-Schuster. Are we serious here? Justin Herbert goes at the 6'2". TJ Hawkins in the 6'3". Miles Gaskin in the 6'4". Odell at the 6'5". And then Melvin Gordon. So it looks like we were very fortunate enough to be in a position to get Javante Williams if, in fact, that is what we want to do. I'm going to take a quick look at what else is around. Just let's take a look at the court. Oh, my God. Aaron Rodgers is still available at quarterback, guys. That, that to me, is pretty crazy. The reigning MVP. Oh, you know what? Some people are probably legitimately concerned that he's not going to play. Um, I am not one of those people, just so you know. And look, here's the thing. If he said he wouldn't play for the Packers, right, and he's, he's not showing up, I think that ultimately that, that would be something that to me gets worked out, whether he gets traded or whatever. But I just don't see in the regular season Aaron Rodgers not playing. I mean, like, just ask yourself this. Why is he, why is he upset? Like, exact, like, why is he that upset, I should say? You know, why is he that pissed off that he's willing to turn down millions and millions of dollars and just say, I'm not playing? And also, something that really caught my attention when, when he said this a few weeks ago or months ago, whatever it was, he said he didn't want to disappoint his teammates. So for him to say that in an interview while he's trying to leverage himself out of town to me that's very interesting and that shows that that's already on his mind okay that's a very good thing if you're the packers organization because that means it's something that imagine when week one happens and kickoff is going on and he's not there like if it's already on his mind in june it's really going to be on his mind come september and so on so i think that aaron Rodgers, to me if i was a guy that was going to take quarterback this early which is now it's a six round so it's not unprecedented not crazy for me even at this point to take a quarterback but let's see what else is available brandon Ayuk is there i think that it's a little too early even though i really love brandon Ayuk, a little too early for him at this point i'm not loving what else is available at receiver right now even though i technically speaking do need one i mean i have right now just to go over my roster again i've got jonathan taylor austin eckler alan robinson kenny galladay david montgomery that's what we're working with so far so i've got three running backs two receivers and let's see i think i think the 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 move here guys is um javante williams i really do because if you think about it having javante williams as my third or wait my fourth running back is almost the perfect situation because he may not have the biggest role in week one, two, three. 
right? But I bet you this, in weeks 10, 11, 12, and so on, he's really going to have a good role. You know, And he may have that role right away. Who knows? But I'm just saying, when you have him as your fourth running back and you're taking him in the sixth round, now you're in a position where you're not, you're not forcing him into the lineup before he's actually proven to be a guy that's going to be ready. So for me right now, I'm going to take a quick look at the tight ends, and then I'm probably going to take Javante Williams to see no offense available yet. Yeah, there's nothing really there at the tight end position. So I'm going to go with Javante Williams. And that's funny because the pick before me was Melvin Gordon. So Javante and Melvin going really uh, similarly to how the Travis Etienne and um, James Robinson thing was stacked earlier. Okay, so after I took Javante Williams, someone took Raheem Mostert, which Mostert, to my knowledge, has a fourth-round ADP. So this guy getting him in, in the middle or back end around six is pretty solid at the 6'8". Cortland Sutton went 6'9". Brandon Ayuk went 6'10". Leonard Fournette. See, that right there is someone that most likely drafted for need. Let's see. Let's go up and look at their – no, that's just, I guess, who they had as the best available players because they took Dalvin Cook in the first round, Josh Jacobs in the second round, Calvin Ridley, Kyler Murray, and then Travis Etienne, Leonard Fournette. Um, okay, so let's see here. Where am I at? Okay, so Leonard Fournette, T. Higgins, and then at the beginning, top of the seventh round went Chase Claypool, Jalen Waddell. So you see right now we're seeing something, and this is something to take note of. All these rookie receivers are, are moving way up the ADPs, right? So they're, they're definitely going much higher because we were seeing – Devontae Smith, Jamar Chase, those kinds of guys going way late. We were seeing them going like almost ninth, 10th round area, basically all those guys. Now we're seeing them moving up. Jalen Waddle goes now in the seventh round. And um, yeah, so Kenyon Drake went in the 7-3. That's interesting. DJ Chark goes at the 7-4. Chase Edmonds at the 7-5. Okay, so we technically speaking, we need another receiver, right? It would be nice if, if we had one of those guys available at this point so let's take a look at the receivers jerry judy is there and it's the seventh round so i'm not crazy about the value here but i'm definitely interested in jerry judy when i look at the receivers now tyler boyd deontay johnson whoa that's probably going to be my selection guys deontay johnson at this point in the draft to me is stealing okay so let's look at the running backs real quick mike davis is somewhat interesting i guess michael carter yeah i know i'm I, Trey Sermon, not, not, not going there. Let's take a look at the tight ends. Now, this is going to make this a conversation. Noah Fant is available. To me, uh, Noah Fant, I believe, has a early six-round ADP. So getting him in the middle of the seventh round is pretty damn good value. The question we have to ask ourselves is, is that better value than a guy like Deontay Johnson, the Pittsburgh Steelers' true, in my opinion, wide receiver one? And believe it or not, Chase Claypool went before Deontay Johnson in this one, I, in this mock. I just, guys, Deontay Johnson is an absolute stud. I think he could be about to take that next step into elite level NFL wide receivers. I think he absolutely has top five upside. And guess what? I just talked myself into drafting Deontay Johnson right here and now because the middle of the seventh round, to me, he has no business being there. And we actually sort of need a wide receiver anyway. So let's go ahead and take Deontay Johnson. Now let's review our roster real quick to see what we're working with exactly to kind of keep it all fresh. We have Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler is our top two running backs. Then we've got Allen Robinson, Kenny Galladay as our receivers. Then we've got David Montgomery and Javante Williams as our other two running backs, which are also our flex options at this point. And then we've got Deontay Johnson as well. So I'm really 
really liking how this draft is coming together so far. I would say we're we could be a little stronger at receiver still. I think, you know, obviously we're not even done with the draft yet, so we'll get there. But I think when just looking at this, yes, you know, we need a quarterback, we need a tight end, of course, but we're not worried about that because we can get those guys at some point or another late. You know, you got to look at where the value is, you know, and the value for those positions is late. Okay, so right after I took Deontay Johnson, someone took Noah Fant, and then someone took Irv Smith. Are we serious? I love Irv Smith, but in the seventh round, to me, that's – a little bit bonkers. Okay, then Hollywood Brown, Marquise Brown, the Ravens' little receiver there went, um, and then Aaron Rodgers went at the 7-10. David Johnson, the Texans running back, went at the 7-11. Not the convenience store, by the way. Just kidding. Okay, James Conner went at the 7-12. Ronald Jones goes at the 8-1. Brandon Cooks, Jarvis Landry, no thanks. Trevor Lawrence goes at the 8-4. And then Mike Davis, that's pretty good value for Mike Davis, in my opinion. And then LaVisca Chennault. So now we are on the clock. Let's take a quick look now at what's available at the tight end position. Okay, because at the 8-7, if my guy is, yep, and he is there. So I was about to say if Logan Thomas is available, we very well may consider going Logan Thomas here. Right. So that's let's keep that in mind. And, and other tight ends available, Mike Kosicki, Rob Gronkowski, Dallas Godert, um, Robert Tanyan, Hunter Henry still available. That's to me, I think he's got like a seventh round ADP. So that's that's solid, um, in my opinion. Let's take a look at the quarterbacks available. Joe Burrow, Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford. OK, guys, I know you're probably getting annoyed with this, but Matthew Stafford is someone that, in my opinion, can win the MVP. Matthew Stafford available in the middle of the eighth round is still phenomenal value. Just in my opinion, I just, I, I really believe that. So it's going to be very difficult to ignore that right now, but let's, I'm trying to change things up a little bit. So I'm going to take a look at some other stuff around because in my first mock, I took Matthew Stafford and Logan Thomas, which I could probably end up pulling off right now. If I took Stafford now and then the next round I took Logan Thomas. So I'm going to, I'm going to, mull that over for a second and see what else is available. If it's, if it's, you know, the value is not even close. I'm just going to have to take those guys again, but okay. Jerry Judy is still available. And I said, we needed some help at receiver. So that's, that's pretty solid to me. Um, hmm. Let's look at running backs, Damian Harris, Michael Carter, Trey Sermon, Zach Moss. See, here's the thing. I wouldn't be opposed to drafting Michael Carter here. I think it's a little too early, but I wouldn't be opposed to it. Now here's the other part of that. That's interesting, right? I'm almost 100% certain we can get Michael Carter in the ninth round or 10th round. You know, I, I, I really believe that. So let's take a look at quarterback again. What other quarterbacks are available? Deshaun Watson is still available here. Um, obviously, you know, for obvious reasons, but he, he is still available. So that's somewhat interesting. I think I'm going to go, guys, with Jerry Judy. All right, let's strengthen the wide receiving core. Let's put my theory to the test. Are there two tight ends available in the later rounds now? Because we're already approaching round nine. And um, are there, can we still fill that position? Or are we going to look back at this and say, wow, I wish I would have taken Logan Thomas, right? So it's a good way to kind of look at things, I think, in this exercise. Um, okay, so after I took Jerry Judy, it went Joe Burrow, Tyler Boyd, Tom Brady, Mike Kosicki, Curtis Samuel, and then at the top of round nine, Will Fuller, Damian Harris, Debo Samuel, Dallas Goder, Rob Gronkowski. So at this point, I'm not going to take Logan Thomas, even though I most definitely would here. I'm going to try and hold off and grab in the 10th round Hunter Henry. I'm going to cross my fingers and hope that that's how it works out. Now, do I want to address quarterback right now? 
Um, no, because there are several guys that I'd be fine with, so I'm not going to do that. Let's take a look at the receivers available. Robbie Anderson is still available. That, to me, is pretty interesting. Um, Michael Pittman's interesting. Let's see. Okay, Michael Carter. I think now is the time for Michael Carter. He's the highest running back on sleepers board, so he's not going to be there next round. Let's go ahead and take Michael Carter now, right? Let's go ahead and take somewhat of a calculator, but we don't have, in my opinion, if I'm not worried about quarterback or tight end, we don't have any pressing needs. So let's just take someone that has an opportunity to really boom for us, and we'll, and that guy to me is Michael Carter. All right, Matthew Stafford at the 9-7, Ryan Tannehill, Zach Moss, Robbie Anderson, Logan Thomas off the board, Trey Sermon off the board through the last pick of round nine, and then top of round 10, Jalen Hurts. That's phenomenal value. Uh, Michael Pittman, Antonio Brown, Deshaun Watson, Robert Tanyan, A.J. Dillon. Oh, wow. I, I probably would have taken A.J. Dillon had I known or realized he was available. But, okay, let's look at the quarterbacks available right now. We got Baker Mayfield, Trey Lance, Matt Ryan, Justin Fields, all those kinds of guys. So Matt Ryan's interesting sort of to me. Cam Newton's still available. See, I'm, t I'm fine with these, t with these options at quarterback. And then Hunter Henry. As I said, yeah, we're going to take Hunter Henry. So now in the middle of round 10, I was able to grab Hunter Henry. To me, that's fantastic value. All right, sorry, I take a quick sip of water there. Um, let's see here. Okay, so after Hunter Henry went Todd Gurley, Rashad Bateman, wow. Michael Gallup, Corey Davis, Naeem Hines at the top of the 11th round. It went Devin Singletary, Devontae Parker, Tyler Higby, Justin Fields, T.Y. Hilton, and now we are on the clock at the 11-6. All right, so at the 11-6, we are going to look at the quarterbacks. Let's take a look real quick to see because, wait, let's look at our roster real fast just to make sure we're not, you know, spacing out here. Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler are two running backs. Allen Robinson, Kenny Galladay, Hunter Henry at tight end, David Montgomery, Javante Williams, Deontay Johnson, Jerry Judy, Michael Carter. So we are pretty well balanced at the running backs and receiver positions, and that's one thing that I believe is just so important, right? Let's, let's solidify stack up talent at the running back and receiver positions because those ultimately are where you don't want to have issues right you want to you want to be strong in both of those areas you want you can kind of make do with the quarterback and tight end positions in my opinion so quarterbacks available now we've got uh, Daniel Jones. So look, I'm not at this point, right? Because I've missed out on the top end guys. And I, I missed out is probably the wrong way to say it. Because I have chosen to pass on the top end guys, I'm pretty much going to do exactly what I do with the tight end position with the quarterback position. I'm going to take two guys a little bit later on, you know, so now that may be Cam Newton next round to combine him with Trey Lance or something like that. Or Baker Mayfield or Daniel Jones, something like that. We'll, we'll see. I'm not going to do it right now, though, even though it's the 11th round. We have our tight end position um, settled with Hunter Henry. Let's take a look at what receiver, our running backs are there. Yeah, there's Gus Edwards is available, and that, to me, is pretty decent value here in the 11th round. Pretty damn good value, actually. Um, let's see. Rondell Moore, no thank you at the receiver spot. McCall Hardman, Elijah Moore, Darnell Mooney. Whoa. Henry Ruggs is – I think that right now is a pretty good time to take an opportunity to just take a chance on Henry Ruggs. However, I think we can get Ruggs later. I think we get him in the next round. So if I can get Ruggs in the next round, and again, if I'm wrong, oh, well, we're learning. That's what this is for, right? So it's just an, it's a, it's an exercise. So Matt Ryan is, is still available. What, what quarterback could I say is a good quarterback that makes me feel 
happy about in terms of his floor and also not just his floor in general, but his floor for week one, because I am going to also most likely draft another one of these quarterbacks a little bit later on. I think that guy's Cam Newton, man. I mean, honestly, but I don't think we have to take Cam Newton right now. So I think that tells me that I need to wait for wait on quarterback. Now let's look at the running backs available again. Da, da, da. Um, I think that we're going to go ahead and grab – Maybe, maybe I'll take my second tight end here. This one's actually got me kind of stumped. Um, no, Tim Tebow, no, thank you. <laughs> Not going that, that far with you, Tim. All right, so I think we're going to have to just take Gus Edwards here. See, middle of the 11th round, I feel like that's a guy that is going to be impactful for us for sure. Someone that we can start if we need to right away, and I think that um, – Getting that in the middle of the 11th round is pretty damn good value. So after Gus Edwards, it went Rondell Moore, Kenneth Gainwell, Mike Williams, Matt Ryan, McCall, Hardman, Zach Ertz. At the top of round 12, it went Tony Pollard, which I, I don't even know why I didn't consider him. He's, that would have been a fine option. But I, I think Gus Edwards a little bit uh, – I think a little higher of Gus Edwards than I do Tony Pollard just at least early on, right, in the in the 21 season. Um, and then it went Evan Ingram, Jonu Smith, Darnell Mooney. Oh, no. Amon Ross St. Brown. Wow, it's pretty crazy that he even is being drafted. Okay, so look at this. So now I'm sitting here in the middle of the 12th round. Tariq Cohen is still on the board, believe it or not. But as I said, I could go Henry Ruggs here, or I could address the quarterback position. And let me see, how many more rounds do I even have here? So I've got this pick, and then I've got three more. Okay, so... I'm not going to do what I would normally do in a real draft and take uh, – I'm going to just draft the kicker and a defense for this one just to kind of keep it like I did last time. But in real draft, I would most likely at this at this spot not take a run – I'm sorry, not take a kicker or a defense. I would keep guys like Trey Lance on my team and I'll draft them late. I would draft guys like that that I could then watch the early round of week one games – and then decide who I'm going to cut after that early round of games and then pick up a defense and tight end. I'm sorry, a defense and kicker. So I think that this is pretty much the spot where I'm going to draft. Let's see, running back. I think we're pretty loaded at these positions, running back and receiver. I'm just going to take Henry Ruggs here because I just feel like that's the best value, right? I think that Cam Newton's going to be available in round 13. For what reason? I have no idea because the guy had 12 rushing touchdowns last year and over and about 500 yards rushing. So I think that people really believe that Mac Jones is going to take Cam Newton's job. I don't think that's going to happen, guys. I think this might have been the absolute perfect storm for Cam Newton to go in there and have a great year two in New England. So, um, and what I mean about perfect storm is them drafting Mac Jones. That might have been just what Cam needs. So we'll see. All right, so after I took Ruggs, it went Kirk Cousins, Jared Cook, Trey Lance. That breaks my heart. Uh, Elijah Moore, Baker Mayfield, top around 13. It went Jamal Williams, Russell Gage, J.D. McKissick, Tariq Cohen. It's great value for that guy. And then Marvin Jones. Man, I, I wasn't even thinking about Marvin. But that's also a great value pick there. So let's see here. Um, I think that now we're just going to go ahead and take Cam Newton, right? Or... Should I take Carson Wentz here and then come back and get Cam? No, because this is the last position. I All right. Yeah, this is the last one I can pick. Okay, so I'm going Cam Newton. And, and I could definitely go Carson Wentz here, but I'm for fantasy, I think I trust Cam a little bit more because of what he's going to do on the ground. This New England Patriots offense is going to be 
bullies. Last year, they were bullies a little bit, right? But they were just out. They didn't quite have enough in terms of a dominant offensive line. They were decent offensive line run blocking. They weren't great at anything really on offense. This year, they've got a decent amount of weapons, and that offensive line has an op- has a potential to be dominant. Right. So Cam Newton, Damian Williams, I'm sorry, Damian Harris and that kind of power football with the two tight ends out there. They're going to be a 12 personnel team at all times. Right. Like they're going to, those two tight ends are going to play and it's going to be tricky because defenses are going to have to treat that. They're going to have to make a decision on what they're going to treat that as. Are we going to treat this as 12 personnel or meaning, we, you know, or are we going to treat this as 11 personnel? Like because are you going to classify Johnu Smith as a tight end or receiver? Because he he has the kind of dynamic ability that some receivers have as well. So that's that's going to be – it's going to cause a lot of conflict for opposing defenses, is my point. And I think Cam Newton is the perfect guy to have in place for that. Remember, they built all this with the intention of Cam Newton being the starter, right? It was not – they didn't think Mac Jones was going to be available at pick 15, right? So, so they did all this for Cam, and I believe they fully in, intend on sticking with Cam unless he gives them a reason not to. Um, or Mac Jones just looks so incredibly good that they might have to go with him. But we'll see. I think Cam's going to be the guy there. So that's why we drafted Cam in the 13th round. After Cam, it went Nelson Aguilar, Latavius Murray, Philip Lindsay, Cole Beasley, Carson Wentz, Terrace Marshall, Justin Tucker, Harrison, a bunch of kickers. All right. So I guess that's going to where we're going to wrap this up. I'm, I'm just going to grab, let's see, kicker or defense. I probably would go defense first. And yes, the. Washington football team is the one I'll go with here because they shouldn't even be available at this point. So anyways, let's go over my team one last time because I'm just going to take a kicker next and that'll be that. But at quarterback, we've got Cam Newton, right? And remember, at this point in the draft, I would probably take another rookie quarterback, like maybe Zach Wilson, somebody like that. I would take that and kind of balance that out. But look, at the end of the day, there are going to be enough quarterbacks to where I can stream one. If Cam stinks, I can probably just stream a guy every week and and that'll be my starter, right? I mean, the, the thing about it is if the rest of your team is that good, which I think we're pretty damn deep here, then you should be fine, right? Because the quarterback, any quarterback can give you 17 points a week, 17 to 20 points every single week, essentially. So I'm not really stressing about that. And there's always quarterback is a similar position to tight end in that there are always guys taken super late that end up being top seven, top five, top 10 guys. So not super concerned about that. And um, yeah, we got Cam. So Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler, Allen Robinson, Kenny Galladay, Hunter Henry, David Montgomery, Javante Williams, Washington football team's defense, Deontay Johnson, Jerry Judy, Michael Carter, Gus Edwards, and Henry Ruggs. So we are absolutely loaded at receiver pretty damn deep at running back again there's we have four there's four and then michael carter and gus edwards make six running backs on this team so yeah we are loaded to the gills with running backs and wide receivers i feel like you know and and so be it if 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 it turns out that there's no quarterbacks available because everybody's a two quarterback team then I'll just make a trade. We, we have a bunch of assets in running backs and tight ends, and you can likely get a decent quarterback in return for a high-end flex option of a running back or, or a wide receiver. I think something like that is at least possible. So anyways, guys, that's going to do it for this podcast. I appreciate you for listening. If you are enjoying the podcast, consider um, liking, subscribing, all that kind of stuff. Maybe share it with a friend, something like that. All right. Talk to you guys later. Peace.